I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm super, super excited to have my next wonderful, wonderful founder and CEO as a guest. Uh, We have Rachel Liverman, who is the founder and CEO of Globar, and Globar is just this incredible place that is an innovative facial studio. Uh, We'll get into a little bit more about her business, but if you are not familiar with it, I had visited Globar in Tribeca, and um, she's got a bunch of other uh, locations too, but, and that will get into that as well, but we're going to chat a bit more about why she started the business, just overall how the last few years have been going as well. And uh, Globar, as I mentioned, is all about uh, facial treatments and aesthetically designed formulas that are really eliminating kind of the overwhelming treatment menus and expense um, that you might feel like you need when you were uh, going to a spa. And I can tell you firsthand that when I went with my daughter, uh, it was it was just this amazing, amazing, quick experience that was totally, totally awesome. So Rachel comes from a long line of estheticians, which we're going to chat a little bit more about that. Her grandmother actually founded the first aesthetic school, esthetician school, I guess, in in the U.S., um, the Catherine Hines Institute. Um, Very, very cool. I want to hear more about that. And uh, Globar was launched in summer of 2019. And now I have to confirm this with Rachel, but 12 locations, is that correct? Or we're working on five today. Five. Yep. And we'll get to 12. Yeah. Eventually 12. Um, Very, very cool. So welcome, Rachel. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and so excited. And I actually am feeling bad that I don't have my hint water in front of me. I have my um, Globar now, Jean, but I ran out because we were supposed to chat so long ago and I usually have my hint water throughout the day. So I'm just honored to be here and excited. We're thrilled and uh, drinking water is just fine. So we're we're really thrilled that you're you're doing that and staying hydrated as well. So let's go back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit more about how you got started. Did you always know that you were going to open up Globar? Yeah. So yeah, in my heart of hearts, I always knew that I would open up Globar um, or have my own business. I had played around with a few entrepreneurial endeavors before starting Globar as um, far back as um, 
opening when I was like five or six, my own little wax salon, as my mom would say. She probably has those business cards then. Um, and then I did, um, I opened a store on um, my college's campus actually during um, undergrad. But yes, I've always known I wanted my own business and I always knew it would be in skincare because of my family's legacy. Um, as you mentioned, uh, my grandmother, Catherine Hines, started the first accredited aesthetic school in the country in the 70s. Um, and so I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, but also um, people that were passionate about skincare. So it's always felt right to me. That's awesome. And your mom is still working in that business, right? Yeah, she still owns the company today. So I'm a third generation skincare entrepreneur, you could call me, I suppose. So take me sort of through your own kind of experience. So you uh, spent some time there and, uh, and where did you go from, from there? from that experience? Yeah. So I, um, did a small stint, um, working for my family's business after undergrad. And, um, I started working for a, at the time, a small startup called Birchbox. I was one of their first employees and, I started there on the partnerships team. So any product that was inside the box, I was helping to source. And so I was quite young in my career at the time, but it was such an amazing opportunity. I like to say it was like my MBA. I was learning how to work with all of the beauty brands in Manhattan and LA and um, and, and sell to them this concept of Birchbox. Um, I was there through Series B. It was the most incredible experience ever. I built the strongest network, um, went on to work for a few other beauty brands before starting Globar, but really like you had mentioned, like I knew I wanted my own business. I knew I wanted to reinvent skincare. Um, and the main reason for that was I wasn't taking care of my skincare. So someone who grew up in skincare, my grandmother, my mom always asked me, are you getting facials? Like what's going on over there? And I would always say no. Um, and I really started to ask myself, like, why don't I take care of my skin? Um, I'm how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
no English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Kind of like the cobbler's son with no shoes. Um, And yeah. Um, And so, you know, I, I, I really determined what those pain points were um, for me and said, well, can I solve for these and create something that other consumers love and appreciate and adds value to their life? Um, And so that's how Globar came to be. I talked to a number of people who are, you know, in college or just getting started and they, you know, I frequently suggest to people that going and working for for an entrepreneur, you learn 
much more than you ever thought that you would, um, you know, from from even the beginning and just supporting an entrepreneur, supporting a product that you really believe in and a company. Obviously, you mentioned Birchbox. Uh, but what do you think was the most surprising thing that you learned and actually going and working at a startup? First of all, so much like exactly what you said, which is you like you learn just every single day, like the most simple things, like, I mean, small, small things, like how you write the best email to get in front of someone through a cold email. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Katya, the founder, I asked her to forward me an email of hers and I used that as a template for four years. Um, like truly so small things like that. But I think the biggest thing for me, um, as an entrepreneur starting my own business, um, and making these big decisions that you have to make when you're, when you're running something is really, um, how to scale an organization and when to hire more people and to grow and at what pace you should grow a company. Um, I really was able to watch Birchbox grow from 10 people to over 250 people. And you learn a lot during that good, bad, amazing, huge successes, and then also some of the challenges that you're faced with there. And so, you know, what I take into Globar is I always talk to the team about, we have to always ensure at every stage of growth that our foundation is really, really strong mm -hmm. and has no cracks in the foundation. And I always tell the team, I'm like, we're building a mansion. We're building a castle. Don't get me wrong. We're going to get there, but we have to start with a ranch house first and then check to make sure that that foundation is really strong. Then we can add an addition onto the house. Mm -hmm. And then we have to go back and check that that foundation is strong. And I think, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, you learn from, from mistakes that are made or, or not even, they're just learnings, right? There's no such thing as a mistake. It's just a learning. And so um, at working for startups, I just learned that if you scale your, your team too fast, your business too fast, you're going to have really solid cracks in the foundation and they're really hard to fix if you get too big, too fast. So you went from kind of growing up in a services business, I guess, right? Working, watching your grandmother, watching your mom, mm -hmm. you then went and worked in the company, but then you went to work for more of physical goods companies. So did you always know that you were going to sort of mix the two of those and sort of what was the point when you decided, okay, I'm going to go do this? Yeah. So I've always loved tangible businesses. So Birchbox, even though we were the first subscription model and really a tech company, you know, if you think about the tech operation behind Birchbox, it was the algorithm to make sure that you care. I got the best box suited for yeah. you and your beauty needs is really advanced. Um, but it still had a box element and I could sit at my desk and say, okay, in this box, we're going to put this little sample or, you know, it was still a very tangible product. And then they also had brick and mortar, which I was a part of launching. Um, so I've always just really liked tangible businesses. Um, and so it's just, I've always known that I wasn't going to create a tech company or a SaaS like company or, you know, something like that, that you couldn't kind of see. I always wanted to touch and feel it. But furthermore, both of the, the CPG businesses, so a product business and a services business, they're all driven by people, mm -hmm. whether people want the product or they want the service. And so I just, I love people. I love understanding the consumer. I love fixing something for the consumer to make their lives better and value to their lives. And so for Globar, 
it's all about people. I never say I'm a skincare business. Mm-hmm. I'm a people business because my doors don't open if there aren't people there and we don't make money if we don't have customers. And so um, it's always been just really fun for me to think about like, how can we create a service that people um, are obsessed with and feel like adds a lot of value to their life, but also can be a product one day. And, you know, we are launching our own product line. And so we're getting into that world. Um, But I think first we had to establish trust with our customer first before saying, okay, and now we're going to be in your bathroom. So you started Globar in 2019. How did you get started? I mean, how did you think about writing the business plan? I mean, where did you get the courage to actually, you know, pull the trigger to actually go and do it? Well, and I would, I would assume you're, you're quite similar. Um, you've got to be a little, uh, crazy or, or not afraid of risk mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, I've always just, I've had this like deep constitution inside of me that everything will work out, especially when it comes to work, personal life, we, we can have another conversation about, <laughs> but you know, with work, I think it was just watching my mom and my grandmother and even my dad's an entrepreneur, like just like always figure it out that I was like, well, if they can do it, or if, you know, hundreds of people before me, thousands have, then I can do it. And so once I had an idea that I felt like in my gut, like in my core, like I was like, this could work. I just kind of, I don't know what it was. I think maybe I blacked out for a year or something and just risked it all and was like, all right, we're going to do this. Um, but I just, you know, what I always tell people is I just took it baby step by baby step. And in hindsight, what I really did was I just took a little action every day. And I kind of always said to myself, if I come to a a block in the road and it seems like this isn't going to work out, I can stop. And the worst Mm -hmm. case is I apply for another job, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, ask for help from my parents. Like, I don't know. That was always my worst case scenario. And I'm fortunate enough to have that trampoline to fall on if I need it. But I just always took little steps. And with Globar and like other businesses, I had tried to start, everything always kept working out. And, you know, like even for example, Globar as a brand name, I got it trademarked, you know, like the name Globar, like it was just amazing. And I was able to get the trademark in 50 countries. And so like little things like that, when those things start to work, it signaled to me, okay, you're on to something and keep moving the, the machine forward. And, and we just have until COVID truly, we didn't really come up against any real significant challenges. So for those who are not familiar with Globar, I, I gave it a little bit of an intro, but why don't you explain it from the founder's mouth? Um, exactly what, what is it and what was your, what was your dream and what was your mission in creating this? Yeah. So the dream was always to help people feel confident in their own skin. And that's our mission today. It's quite simple. We help people feel confident. Um, it's a feeling. It's not like a thing. And um, Globar came from three main pain points um, that I experienced in, this, in the professional skincare space, which is time, money, and trust. Facials were really lengthy in time. So an hour and a half on average. They're about $150 on average, if not more. And everyone does facials these days. You know, your nail salon does facials and then you have, you know, these resorts and spas that also do facials along with massages and hair and nails. And the customer didn't really know who to trust. And I was one of those customers before Globar. I lived in Manhattan, the best city in the world, as some say, and I didn't even know where to get a facial. And so Globar solves for those. And that was my vision always. And so Globar is uh, a new skincare concept in New York and Connecticut. And we do 30 minute only 
highly effective custom professional facials. And the way we do that is we have taken out all the fluff of the traditional facial. So things we don't do in a glow bar treatment are wash your face for you. We know you as a very like smart customer and consumer these days that's highly knowledgeable in skincare knows how to wash your own face. So we have this beautiful wash bar. You come, you wash your own face for us. We also don't, um, we don't do any massage. So it's not, our focus is on results, not like a relaxing, like, you know, spa experience necessarily. And then, um, we, uh, we also don't steam. So we have other ways to get the skin prepared for safe and effective extractions. So, um, those are some of the things we took out. And so, um, today we have five studios here in New York and Connecticut, and we are expanding nationwide in the coming years. That's awesome. How have you made Globar stand out and it, it amongst, you know, the, the spas? I mean, obviously making it simple, right? And affordable, I think that, and, and quality is definitely there. Um, but how do you get the word out about Globar? So lucky for us, we've grown organically to date. Um, and what I always say is our customer is our best marketing channel. So your face after a Globar treatment is what's going to get the word out there. Um, specifically women like me and my friends, especially you go to dinner or brunch and the first thing someone asks is, oh my God, your skin looks amazing. What are you doing different? And if that person has been to Globar, that's a really great way for me to reach five women at a dinner table that are highly engaged in how to get that, that mm -hmm. you know, effect. Um, we also have made Globar a beautiful place to come to. Um, it's not the most beautiful. It wasn't built just to be an Instagram moment, but it's beautiful. It's clean. It's simple. Like you said, um, there are these moments where the consumer really appreciates that we have, um, you know, custom wallpaper on the wall that is, you know, inspired by skin under a microscope. It's really cool. It looks awesome in a it photo. Um, it's really it's really intentional. Um, and so, you know, but at the end of the day, they can love our space. They can even love our team. But if their treatment isn't amazing, they're not going to tell anyone about it. And so what we put all of our effort into is the experience. So the hospitality element of when you walk into Globar and making sure someone looks you in the eye and says, hi, Kara, welcome to Globar. And then how your experience is in the treatment room. Did your goals get accomplished with us? And if not, we need to do something about that. Um, and so I think it's just about experience. Human beings want to be seen and heard. And so we make sure to do just that with every client that comes through our doors. So true. So can you share a story in building Globar where you felt like you faced a big challenge or uh, that you just weren't really sure how you were going to get through that time? But uh, hopefully you did and you learned a lot of things. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear more from you. Yeah, I thought about this a lot. And I love that you ask people this question. Um, because I think it's actually more important to talk about the challenges uh, to help people learn because I can sit here and tell you that everything's been amazing. We grew organically. We have five locations in just two years. And I'm like, that's a boring story. That's like easy onto the next. Um, so I thought a lot about this and I think the answer that's almost the easiest, which I was like, I don't want to give her the obvious answer or this obvious story, but it is the most impactful. And it's something that has been challenging for two years now, which is COVID. Um, and I know that might be the obvious one story, but 
When you start a business like I did, um, especially a brick and mortar retail business, it's already a really challenging, you know, industry to be in. You know, you're managing four walls. Every business is hard. I always tell people that. I'm like, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. You face similar challenges and it's the similar pressure and, and stress. But the four wall business is just inherently more challenging. And um, we opened in June 2019. And exactly nine months later, we were closed for COVID. And I was a new founder, right? I had never run a company before. And so, and I'm also an empathetic, uh, empathetic leader. Like that's just how I am, like for good or for bad on any given day. I just like care about my people a lot. And so on March 16th, we shut down Lobar for what we thought was two weeks. And the challenge that posed to a brick and mortar business like ours is that we couldn't necessarily fully pivot to online. Um, we are a services business innately. That's what we built. That's what we knew. That's what we built everything to do. Um, and so, you know, the first challenge there was just how we were going to make sure that our team of people that believed in the company just nine months before really felt cared for and that we did what was best to them. But unfortunately, to keep the business alive, we did have to lay off the team for a period of time. Um, and that was a really like hard first month managing COVID. Um, but then the challenge, uh, you know, thereafter was just how we were going to survive being closed for six months. Um, and we couldn't pivot to just doing online. You can't do facials online. That's why I say I have a people business, not a skincare business, because without people, we can't do what Globar was built to do. And so we had to, you know, pivot in, in a small way to just doing skincare consultations. So what we decided to do was say, we can't be there with our hands on you, but we can have Zoom meetings all day long and talk to you about what skincare challenges you're facing at home, what we can help with. Um, and then we were shipping products. So I actually brought all of my um, retail product from Tribeca to my home and I would have skincare consults all day um, during our six month closure. And basically prescribe people their skincare routine and ship it to them. Um, and we were able to sustain our uh, product revenue every single month doing that. Um, and it was just so amazing to see people support us in that respect and come to us for product, knowing that that wasn't our primary business. You know, we're not in an e-commerce business necessarily. So um, that was challenging. But I think like from the business standpoint, what was challenging was how we were going to create a clear path to be able to reopen. Um, and how I was going to be able to afford being closed for six months and what I, what changes I needed to make to be able to basically like hoard our cash to help us throughout the closure. Um, so, um, not only were we doing like, you know, at home skin consultations to bring in some revenue, um, but we really cut all spend. So really small things like we put on pause our, our, you know, I think it's a $50 bill for our phones at Tribeca. Like literally the phone that you call when you call a glow yeah. bar, we called him and we were like to the phone guy. I'm like, I know it's just $50 a month or maybe 90 at the time, but I can't, I, I have to hold my cash. And so we have to put like a break on it. So there was no phone system for six months at Glowbar. If you called, um, we put every like stop payment on everything. We just had to, and, and had to have really hard conversations. Our landlords, like just anyone that we, we had partnerships with were affected by that, but we just had to really hold our cash and have those hard conversations and sad conversations because those are people's lives that are affected too. Um, and, and then we really sat back and we said, 
we actually have the most beautiful opportunity that most businesses that start don't get the opportunity to have, which is we get to pause our operation, reset, reassess, and say, what wasn't working in those nine months we were open? What really sucked? What did everyone complain about? What didn't work as well as we thought it would? And we actually used it as an opportunity to build technology that we didn't have beforehand based on those nine months of learning, redo our entire operation. So even small things like, how do we know that the space is cleaned every day? We didn't have a process for that the first nine months. We put in a checklist process that's on you know, our piece of technology that we built. So now our studios just go in and they check off exactly that they did it. And that seems small, but to some the business like mine, that was something that we like, you know, put we digitized and like really made it so that when we reopened, the team really could tell that we had thought a lot about what wasn't working and improved upon it. And so I actually tell people that shutting down for COVID was one of the best things that could have ever happened to Globar because we reassessed our entire operation. Um, and so we did use that challenge, right, of being closed and that really scary, scary time. I mean, there were days where I was like in fetal position crying in my bed, being like, my dream is going to be all gone um, into an opportunity to say, how can we reopen better? Um, and if we can survive this, we're going to be good for the long haul, because if you can get through six months of being closed, you can almost get through anything I would like to think. Um, so, you know, in addition to that, and the last thing I'll say is we also lobbied. So we didn't just sit there on our, you know, on our, like, and just sit and kind of mope. We were like, okay, we need the government to know that we are a really strong business and we have a lot of other businesses like ours that are suffering right now and not getting any attention. So we actually spearheaded lobbying with the government and um, Governor Cuomo to say, hey, you're giving guidance to restaurants and you're giving guidance to fitness, you know, all the, all day long, but you haven't mentioned salons and spas. Um, so we were able to lobby successfully and we reopened in September of 2020. Um, and it's continued to be hard. Um, so I've got many stories of why it's still hard. Uh, we've been through COVID, Delta, Omicron, um, where we were hit pretty significantly in each. Um, but we've learned more than anything. And also the resilience that myself and my team have built um, give us so much confidence in the future. Definitely. So, and you were mentioning before we actually started recording that um, Omicron has really been the toughest for you guys. How so? Yeah, it was, you know, previously it was mainly the customers that were hit hardest and they would stop coming in. What made it even more challenging is that just everyone in New York got hit. Yeah. And so it wasn't just customers. It was also my staff and how were we catching it? And there was so much we've all learned even just from Omicron. It was kind of a different strand and, you know, there's a five day instead of a 10 day quarantine and, you know, incubation was a little bit different and, what the symptoms were, were a little bit different. And do you have a cold or do you have Omicron? And it just added a lot of complexity. And I think like Kara, the other thing was, I don't know about you, but here in New York, the tail end of summer through the fall, we really went back to normal. Like masks weren't like even being used yeah. as much. And we all kind of went back to living our lives. And October, we had the best month that we've had to date for Glowar. And so when Omicron hit during Thanksgiving, I think we all just were, it was like shock. 
to the system and to the operation. And so it just hit a lot harder. Um, and we definitely saw the most cancellations add on holiday, add on cold weather. It just was a really tough month to get through. But um, I'm really excited to see what this spring does for all of us in business. Yeah, I feel like, especially even with events, I think more and more events are starting. I was talking to a friend of mine who runs a big event company in New York City. And she said, April is like, you know, people are really looking at moving forward and trying to get as soon as the weather starts getting a little bit warmer. So hopefully we'll uh, get rid of this uh, variant and there won't be any additional variants coming for sure for, you know, everybody's businesses and, and hopefully we'll be able to keep moving forward. So, well, I love your story and I love that you've shared all the challenging times. And I mean, definitely staying in touch with the consumer and from the beginning, but also through their journey too, I think is, um, is so key in any business. And clearly you're in the services business that, you know, you've shown that that is just really, really key. And I love too, that you have also shared that, you know, there's times that you just can't even prepare for that you just have to still show up and and um, be an empathetic leader uh, and try and figure things out. And I think that those end up being the best leaders, the most successful leaders today. And so clearly, you have definitely shown that. So thank you so much um, for sharing all with us for sure. And tell uh, tell all the listeners a little bit more about how they can find you, how they can find Globar. Uh, where are your locations exactly? You've got five right now. Yeah, so we're in New York City, in Tribeca and Upper East Side, uh, in Williamsburg, Roslyn, New York, and Long Island, and Westport, Connecticut. Awesome. And we'll be opening more um, in the tri-state area uh, this year and next. So we're very excited. And you can find Globar um, on Instagram at Globar, G-L-O-W-B-A-R, and on our website, Get Globar. Um, and you can also say hi to me at Rachelista. I love hearing from anyone and everyone. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. And uh, your story, as I said, is just an amazing entrepreneurial um, journey and definitely so much to um, to learn from from you. I'm really excited to watch you grow in the future for sure. So thank you everybody for listening to this episode and definitely please subscribe to the Kara Golden Show. We have amazing guests like Rachel who come on and share their story and uh, please be sure to give this episode five stars. It really does make a difference in the algorithm. And uh, definitely find me on all social channels at Kara Golden. Uh, and don't forget, if you haven't read my book of my entrepreneurial journey, uh, it's called Undaunted. And I get to talk about the growing of Hint and so many other pieces along the way. We are here at the Kara Golden Show every Monday and Wednesday. Thank you, everybody, for listening and have a great rest of the week. And thanks again, Rachel. And goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for 
anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.